Hey y'all, this is Monet. And this is Travis Miller. And you're listening to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One, One Podcast. Podcast. So y'all, how you doing? We just want to say hey, hey, hey. We want to welcome you back. Uh, we want to say thank you for tuning in, especially to the first time listeners. You didn't have to take time out of your day, out of your schedule to listen to this podcast this very second, but you did, and we appreciate you for it. If you didn't know, you can find us on social media. Our business Yerk. page is on Instagram at The Miller Initiative. You can also find us at The Miller Initiative on Facebook as well. Um, if you want to share with us any stories, ask us any questions, suggest any topics that you want us to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at becoming one podcast that's becoming o n e podcast at gmail.com you can also leave us a uh, voice message in our dms on instagram or if you're you happen to be streaming this on anchor you can leave us a voice message there as well and as always we appreciate the feedback the dialogue we want to connect with you we want to talk we want to share stories and want to have a good time did i miss anything no but my eye is twitching forgive the twitch we're not really sure what's going on with that just something weird going on anywho if you were listening to our last episode we had a conversation about childlike behavior uh who society kind of anticipates or expects uh childish behavior from and we kind of narrowed it down to the idea that pretty much both men and women have childish behavior um features that they kind of show or display from time to time but for the most part people kind of expect women to act a certain way and they expect men to act a certain way um and so we actually have a topic that we want to talk about today surrounding another childlike behavior which is jealousy is jealousy a childlike behavior it is and i say that because if you go back to when we were kids i don't know how the guys were but i can at least attest to this from the girls like when you have a best friend you don't want anybody else Calling that person best friend. Like, this is my best friend. Like, it's a possessive thing. This is my best friend. You can't be best friends with anybody else. And if you want to hang out with your best friend and your best friend is hanging out with other people, suddenly it's just like, what do you mean? You're hanging out with other people and you're not hanging out with me? Child-like behavior. These are things kids do. They get possessive. They get irritated. They get annoyed. They don't want anybody hanging out with their best friend. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. When you put it like that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't know what's going on with my eye, but it's like, waka, 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 like twitching. Maybe you need some water. That's what you always tell me. I probably do. Shoot. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a childlike behavior. And we've kind of touched on it mm-hmm. uh, as far as like being able to have friends in marriage and, uh, or we've talked about that a lot. We I have. like in the past couple of weeks, but being able to have friends in marriage, being able to grow as an individual mm-hmm. being able to go out with your friends and just have fun still yeah not losing who you are not losing yourself in marriage it's all like a part of one big thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh but this is i was listening to the breakfast club today and that's okay. where this topic came from i was listening to the breakfast club sorry y'all i don't know what's going he on going through it i don't know what is going on it's not my fault. but i was listening to the breakfast club this morning and uh, they were talking about jealousy. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I don't watch the show, but, you know, when something happens, it pops up. And Noriager was, or N-O-R-E, I guess is what you would just say, just Nori. Uh, when he, he's been a part of the Breakfast Club family. Mm-hmm. If you will, like, they're cool. DJ Envy and all them, they all cool. He's been up to the Breakfast Club. So N-O-R-E and his wife are on marriage boot camp. Mm-hmm. And... 
the 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 coach there he's talking to nori about jealousy and well let's just play it and then we can talk from there okay let's do that Nori, what was your problem with the drill today? I don't want any man to look at my wife. I don't want any man to... What is jealousy about? You, you know, even when he twirled, twirled my wife around, I was furious. And because, I know, and I know because, he didn't mean it. Because, because what's the feeling? What's the fear? I don't want to lose. And so that fear comes from a place of... Jealousy? Comes from a place of being unsure in your position. True jealousy don't have nothing to do with Neri. She is never going to show up and disrespect you, ever. It's got everything to do with you and how you feel about yourself on the inside. That's exactly what she told me one day. Really? She said, I will never, damn, you me up right now. It's never going to happen. I don't want to cry, Doc, stop. This Why? is not, this is not Why? it. Why? This is about being vulnerable. That's, what, that's exactly that's what she real. told me. That's not who she is. And it was so, you me up right now. It was so soothing to me. Right. Jealousy is about being insecure in your position as a man in her life, as the woman in his life, as the partner in their life. Here's the insulting thing about jealousy. It insults the character because you are questioning the commitment that they have to you. Look at this woman. You're insulting her character when you get jealous about what she might do outside of y'all's relationship. That's not who she is. That's not who she is. That's not who she's ever going to be. Mm. She dimmed her light so she could fit into your life tonight. How is that fair to her? Stop making your insecurity her problem. It's not her problem. Damn, Doc. I'm sorry. For a masculine man like me to be called insecure is probably a little worse than being called jealous, but you gotta accept that. This is why we're here, because I wanna hang out with my friends, and then he gets a little jealous that if he's not around, that you know something's gonna happen. If he doesn't fix this issue, this could be a problem for us. Wow. <laughs> There's so I'm much. I'm gonna have to start watching just for that. Yeah. Man. The, yeah. the way he broke it down, like, I mean, on the surface, usually you hear about people and having jealousy. Like, they just want, they, it comes across as, I just want to spend all of my time with right. you. But to break it down to expose the true root behind his why. Right. And to even be able to say your why is actually projecting and saying this about your partner when subconsciously he probably wasn't actually thinking that. But based on his behavior, that's what he was actually communicating. Like, I don't believe you are honest enough, faithful enough, da 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 da. Because if I did believe these things, you being around whomever wouldn't even be an issue. Well, that's not what, that's not what the uh, the coach said though. No, no, that's not what he said. But I'm just saying, for you to believe these positive things about your partner, mm -hmm. and to know these things about your partner, I feel like in that particular scenario, should he believe those things about her, like on a conscious level, then those things wouldn't be an issue. But he's saying it's not about her; it's about you. Yeah, what has nothing to do with what he believes about her. Mm -hmm. it's, it has everything to do with what he believes about himself. That's deep. So if if if, if you're hanging out with yada 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 and, and they maybe they look like this or they they treat you a little bit better than this or maybe they'll they'll listen to you a little bit more than I am. Am I okay? Am I still safe? Am I still good in the position I am? You get what I'm saying? So it, it has nothing to do with what he believes about her but everything to do with what he believes about his own position in her life. Cause that's, that's even going as far like on the subconscious level of believing, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not enough for this person. I'm not bringing right. enough to the table. I'm not stepping up to the plate. I'm not meeting these needs. I'm not X, Y, Z, fill in exactly. the blank, whatever that is. 
And so to dive that deep, I mean, and it was, I don't know how long the episode was. I didn't actually watch the marriage boot camp um, episode, but to just even dive in so quickly into that clip, like there was no buildup. They just like went head first. And so to just pull back the veil like that and kind of expose um, jealousy for what it actually is. But I mean, Ooh. even he, there, there was no, you know what I mean? Like for that, you could just go in raw. There is no, yeah. there wasn't, they didn't, they didn't need no foreplay for that. There was no build up. In reality, jealousy is exactly what he said it was. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the other person. It, even you brought up the, the friendships, mm-hmm. right? They're going to like her better than me, which exactly. speaks to you lacking something or you not being enough of something to think. That your best friend could be taken away or well, stolen. Well, it's a conversation that you're having with yourself mm-hmm. about somebody else without them. Right. You have you're, you're assuming what they might think about you. Right. So it has nothing. Again, it has nothing to do with the other person, but it has everything to do with how you feel you fit into that other person's life, and what does that mean now that something else that you're not familiar with is introduced. And that's kind of across the board, whether it's people who just feel this type of jealousy saying like, oh, well, I don't like other women around my husband or people who say, well, he spends too much time with his boys. It's all still the same route. It's all still this. There's something lacking in me to where this person wants to spend time with other people because I'm not enough. Yeah. And I, and again, this is this. This is generalized, but it's, it doesn't fit every situation because some of it is called for mm-hmm. as far as your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's like your apprehension, your pause mm-hmm. to a situation. Some of that is called for because sometimes you're going to be able to see something that the other partner just don't see. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wouldn't call that necessarily jealousy, but uh, it could show the same way. But when we're talking about straight up, jealousy of a person's friend or of somebody's lifestyle or whatever it has everything to do with us as a person and not the other person Mm -hmm. i mean even as far as like and i haven't actually seen any of this in person but Mm -hmm. you know tv and movies and such like and i'm speaking from the women's perspective if a woman like approaches someone's significant other and they and the lady is standing right there. So if a woman is with a man and some other lady or a chick, you know, pull up and try to say whatever, they get all like defensive and like back up. Who are you? What do you want? Boom, boom, boom. Because on the subconscious level, it's like this person is intimidating in the sense of they might bring something to the table, be prettier, be X, Y, or Z more than me. Right. And so you have to like kind of get your chest all swole up a little bit and like buck up. Like what you, what, what you finna do? <laughs> yeah. Cause some people throw hands. Yeah. But the, I think that it was, I think it was good for them to kind of point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what ends up happening when we get married, like we start off at, well, not everybody starts off as friends, but I recommend starting off as friends first before you get into any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. But you start off as friends, y'all get close, y'all get closer, maybe you go straight to boyfriend, girlfriend, you go exclusive, you get married, and somewhere along the lines, you you stop being friends and you look mm-hmm. at this other person, no, you're my, you're my husband. Yeah. No, you're my wife. You're supposed to fill this role and this role only. And somewhere along the line, you cut friend out. Yeah. So then marriage becomes more constricting than it is freeing. Mm-hmm. And what... What we strive for is to push every, not push, but uh, let everyone know that 
their marriage is supposed to be freeing. Yeah. Your marriage is supposed to be one of the most freeing things uh, that you can take part in. Mm-hmm. Because it allows you to blossom in a judgment-free zone. It allows you to become the person that you're looking for, the, the person that you want to become. That's what it should be. Yeah. But when we get into situations like this, oh, no, it's like you get real possessive. No, you can't go anywhere. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Oh, I don't want nobody looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what he said. And it's the truth because uh when not for me personally, uh, but when like you you see somebody and it's like, oh man, they were kind of looking at my wife kind of hard. Uh maybe I should do something about that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you just start to feel a certain type of way, some people. Um, but in all reality, if you want somebody that looks fine, you're not gonna be the only one that thinks they're fine. And if they're attractive to you in any type of way, they're going to be attractive to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So at, at the end of the day, if if you want whatever it is you're looking for, right? Like I'm not I'm not going yucky or yum. If if you if you like something, somebody else is guaranteed to like it. Yeah, and sometimes people only like it because it's like, oh, unavailable. Ooh, what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. Well, all, all I'm saying is, if you like it. Uh, you're not going to be the only one, so there's going to be plenty of opportunity for you to be jealous. So if you're with a person, you kind of have to settle in, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in order to actually be uh, fully available, in order to actually fully be with that person. Uh, otherwise, you end up cutting off part of that relationship. Like, uh, I, I don't I don't like to talk about other people's marriages, but mm-hmm. uh, in this case, right, simply in this case, she even said like this, is going to be a problem yeah. if we can't fix this. Mm-hmm. So if if we can't get this together, this is going to drive a wedge in our marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if whenever you feel constricted, whenever you feel like, man, there's there's not enough room for me to breathe here. Mm-hmm. I can't even I can't even move, right? Whenever you start to feel, you feel trapped. Exactly. You start to feel trapped. You're like, man, I got to get away. I have to I have to run if I have to. Right. You know what I mean? And that's when that that marriage starts to break down. Because then you're just like, I associate being trapped with you. Mm -hmm. I need to get, I need to run away from being trapped. And you are trapped. So I need to remove myself. Trapped is you. You You are trapped. (laughs) You you are my cage. Get away from me, man. You know what I'm saying? Get away from me, woman. So you get to a position where you're like, man, I can't be here. Right. I can't stay here. Because, I mean, even with with trying to be like, okay, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. This is just who he is. This is who she is. But over time, like you said, it, it, it you it's like you can't breathe. Like, with this particular situation, I guess there was a thing where they were da- she was dancing with another man or something. But to just be in proximity to another person doing something that's enjoyable. Like, I can't even have fun and enjoy myself in front of you because how I'm enjoying myself bothers you, which now is ruining my time. I can't even exactly. go out and have a good time with you because right. you're bothered of how I'm having a good time. Right. And don't nobody want to be around all that. And of course, there's ways to be respectable with whatever you're doing. There's mm-hmm. ways that you can have fun. There's ways that you can dance and enjoy yourself. Right? Yes. All of this is within means. You know what I'm saying? I don't, hey, it's a new age now that I do recognize and y'all do some stuff that I ain't trying to do. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all swinging out here. And I ain't talking about the playground. You heard me. Y'all swinging out here. And I know Why? I know y'all swinging. I know y'all out here sharing each other and whatnot. Hey, that's your business. You're going to do what you're going to do. Like I said, I ain't Be finna safe. yuck your yum. All I'm saying is not. 
Not in my house. We don't do that. I yet. am not a jealous man, but uh, I do not share certain things. If you hear what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. So I ain't swinging. I ain't going to no playground. But do you? Do you? Do you? I just it. it it is so interesting to me, this whole idea of possession, like how mm-hmm. people become jealous to the point of feeling like it's a possessive thing. Because you mentioned earlier, like when people get married, sometimes they start to forget in their fr- in their relationship that at some point they, you know, depending on how your relationship started, you were friends. And it moves from friend to, you know, lover to now this is my possession. This belongs to me. And even when people refer to each other as husband and wife, like, oh, this is my husband, this is my wife, it's a different level when that particular um, amount of jealousy is applied. Like, it's more than just, this is my wife. It's like, this is mine. If You know what I'm trying to say? And I don't understand how, um, with that particular level of jealousy, like, I don't, I don't know how people navigate and work through that, um, especially when people aren't recognizing it being an issue. They just think that, well, this is, you know, you shouldn't be letting other men say or do or whatever. Like, if I'm walking somewhere and I'm completely oblivious to what's going on and somebody look at my butt or whatever, Travis will probably notice before I do and then tell me and might laugh about it. I don't know. Or how old women be hitting on Travis every time he goes somewhere. You talking about? Yeah. Don't play. You always be talking about how these older women be saying stuff to you. Yeah, but you made it sound like it's like granny, like not granny. They just they older than me. They older than me. Come get this candy out of my pocket. And and reach down deep in there. (laughs) See, somebody must have said it to him because you see how he said that, y'all. That's funny. But the point I'm making is like he's he's made it very clear, and there hasn't been an issue of it between us. But just across the board, he's made it clear. When we talk about, you know, having female friends and having male friends and all this other stuff, like nothing's going to happen that he does not want to happen. And so in my mind, I don't I do not know this man to be a liar in any capacity in his life. And so for him to say nothing's going to happen that I don't want to happen, that immediately puts this whole idea of I need to be concerned about him out of my mind. Now, granted, everybody got issues. Everybody got things that tripped them up. I'm not oblivious to that. But this idea that we allow communication to be fluid enough to where if something is um, entering into this particular arena, we can at least have a conversation about it should the thing pop up or arise. So just this idea that. I feel like that's like the key, though. You know, what I mean, that is the key. Not even I feel like I'm saying that that is the key. Mm-hmm. Like in, in all these relationships, the key is communicating about it, mm-hmm. being able to express what is inside of you or or in addition to that even if you don't have the words like i'm learning more and more to just say the feeling even if i don't have the words to express it we had a conversation earlier i was feeling i was having a feeling about something you know and travis was like calling me out on it if you will and um i don't necessarily like to present things to people when i don't have the words to explain them but I take a little bit longer than he does with that. He'll be like, you know what? Um, I don't have words right now. We could circle back to this. Me, on the other hand, I'll be like, mm, let me see if I can figure out how to say this. And I'll take a long time just feeling it deep down on the inside. I don't share it. I'm working on it, though. It's progress. But the point is, at least being able to have the space and the capacity to say, I 
don't know how to word what it is that's going on with me, but there's something going on. So you're at least putting it out there, putting it on the table. Right. And now from a word from our sponsors. Oh, my book about to reset. The book? What book? Oh, so if you do not know, Travis and I wrote an ebook. It's an e workbook, actually. It's called The Three Steps to Transforming Your Relationship. And what it does is it allows. <laughs> and what it does is it allows you and your partner to get on the same page. You can talk about what your values are. You can figure out why your values are what they are. And then you can create a vision board. You can create a plan. You can create a path with um, uh, steps to figure out where you're at and where you're going, not just individually, but as a couple. So you can get on the same page, figure out where you're going in your relationship, what the different anchors are and how you're going to get there right and the communicate when you're able to communicate on this level there's so much more than just tell you where you're going and where you're at yada 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 but it tells you a lot about the other person that you're with the more that you realize the more that you understand about the person that you're with the more you'll be able to get comfortable in their presence like a lot of us we we're we're married but we're not comfortably married like we're we're kind of walking on these like eggshells if you will we're not we're not free in our relationship. The more you learn about this person, the more you allow your relationship to be free and flourishing. You want to feel as though you are free to build. You're free to become. You're free to be who you are called to be. And that doesn't happen without communication. So being able to communicate how you feel, being able to communicate how you think in a way that your partner is able to understand it is everything if you can learn how to communicate simply how to communicate you can alleviate 70 to 80 percent of all of your problems and even if you're not quote unquote good at it um it's like a muscle the more you exercise the more you practice and the more you put forth effort into trying to communicate it just improves it gets better and better i mean it's, it's not I don't understand how somebody could be, well, how two people could try to effectively work on their communication and then not improve over time. Um, especially because you're, when you're married to somebody, you're learning this person for life. You will never stop learning it because they'll never stop growing. They'll never stop developing and changing and all these other things. And so when you take this time to study, like go to the school of insert your partner's name and you get to know them, you can allow each other to be a mirror. So you see things that they don't see. They see things that you don't see. And without being defensive, allow them to speak into what they see. Allow them to identify the things that you're missing. Um, and just be able to have that uh, vulnerable trust to where it's like, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't see what you're saying. But hey, if I don't see it and you can, I'm going to trust that, you know, you want what's best for me. So I'm just going to listen to what you're saying because I don't see it. Yeah. Before we get up out of here, I got one more for you. Uh, I don't think I shared this one with you earlier. Okay. But I wanted to see what you what you think about it. All right. Um, because I feel like this is like really relatable to our specific situation. So mm. I just want to know what you got to say. Oh goodness. You gonna play for me? One second, y'all. 
Y'all know how technology is. It don't like you sometimes. Sure does. Then when it do, it be doing the most. It's like, I don't need the volume that high. I don't need the lights that high. But you know what, though? It's all good. Mm-hmm. And I think we fixed it. Here we go. Okay, I can hear it now. What's going on out there? This is your boy N-O-R-E, man. You might know me from Platinum Records. You might know me for bringing, you know, reggaeton to America. You might know me for seeing me in movies. You might know me for taking over the podcast. Right, it's a gift right. from my father from heaven. And we're here to fix our little petty issues. Most of the pettiness comes from me, but that don't matter. We're going to fix it all. Nori's very old school. He's like, the girl does everything. So I want him to help with the kids, help me out in the house, communicate better. What we have is great, but we want it to be greater. I know that's not a word, but roll with me. <laughs> Always wants me to help out and help out with the boys. And I kind of got this feeling of like, you know what? You know, I take care of the bills. So, you know, I feel like the bills is just enough. Do you ever worry about how that strong personality reflects on the woman that you love? I'm used to being in power. That's one of the reasons why I'm here. So if he's not number one, if it's not him and him and him, it's a problem. But I do know I live in 2021, so I know I got to change and I'm willing to do it. We do have problems and we're not perfect. I think he could work on not having to feel like he needs to be in control all the time, but he's a good dad. Classes on how to be like Noriega. Look how much he loves his wife. Look how much he cherishes his wife. Look how Okay, I kind of fast forwarded through that just because he was like, all right, we get the point. So uh, basically what he, he had like this ego trip. He has a complex. He has a complex, right? And here, well, you want to go first? You want me to go? You go. You go, I, you go. Now, I just want to point out just a little background. Um, I was a working mom turned stay at home mom. So it's been, and I was literally thinking about this earlier. So I've been out of the nine to five game for three years now. And so um, the reality of me not bringing home a paycheck took a while to set in. Okay. And um, when a man is providing financially, that is not enough. Because if the only thing that I did was cook, clean, and take care of the kids, and I provided no additional anything, um, I mean, money isn't always the um, the main factor that keeps a household running. Now, it is very important because you need a roof over your head and food to eat. But, I mean, that that's not including any type of emotional support. That's not including any extra stuff that I would be doing. Like, I'm literally, an, I, I, I run the operations of the household. So, I'm looking at... Um, what do they call it? Inventory. All right, let me check the cabinets before I go to the grocery store. Let me see what the kid seasonal clothes looks like. Let me make sure this person got this and this person got that. Like I can just not do any of that if all I'm doing is cooking food, cleaning the house, and making sure the kids are dressed. Because from the way he said it, if all he's doing is his, is his bringing home the money, which to him sounds like that's that's the least I could do. That's literally all he's doing. So if all I did was cook, clean, and, and make sure the kids was alive. That wouldn't be enough to, to sustain a, a healthy household or a healthy relationship or family, in my opinion. So I don't know why he tooting his own horn. Like, as the husband, are they, they're married, right? As the yep. husband, if you're the one who brings in the bulk of the money, and I don't know if she working or not, but it don't, I mean, I'm not saying what he does doesn't matter, but that's what you're supposed to do. Like, it, even if you weren't making the bulk of the money as the man, like, 
you're the one who's supposed to provide the covering for the house anyway. So that's not, to me, that's not something to necessarily boast in. Like, that's like when people be trying to flex, like, my kids is taken care of. You had them. Yes, they should be taken care of. So when you are, as a man, enter into a covenant with the woman and you have this family, like, you're supposed to cover them and make sure they're good. That's not a flex. That's not something we're supposed to surround you and clap about. I'm going to disagree and agree with you. I'm listening. Because I do, I, I, first of all, I do think that that's something to surround him and clap about. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you're if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you should be celebrated. Okay. Regardless. Go right? on. When when you cook, mm-hmm. is it should the kids not say thank you? Should they say thank you? Yes. Do they? Yes. You Multiple be, you, times You should be celebrated for But doing, is a thank you a celebration? You should, yeah it is You should be celebrated for doing what you're supposed to do Now maybe we just Maybe that's where we're different Because I don't see a thank you as a means of celebration I think that that's a, a personal thing though Okay So that's that's, that's that's how you see it But mm-hmm. a thank you to somebody is a celebration of what you have done And I see it as just an acknowledgement But I see I understand there's a difference there Right that's how you see okay. it Okay so I thank you again. I'm going to say when your kids or whoever is thanking you, mm-hmm. they are celebrating what you have done. Okay. Anybody who is doing what they're supposed to do should be celebrated. You deserve a round of applause. You deserve a, 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 a an award or whatever Father's Day, Mother's Day, whatever, whoever. You're, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you should be celebrated. That's one. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. That's one. fine. Two. This, I understand what he's saying. Um, but this is the one of the main issues that couples run into as far as money and communication goes is he believes that by working, I'm doing my part uh, by working. Like and it doing, omits him from having to do any extra outside right, of his right. responsibilities. So, so they as a couple got married and he's I'm not sure what she does. I'm sure she does something. Um, like I said, I don't follow these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't follow Nori that close. But as as a as a couple, they have decided their lifestyle, and he has been he has done very well for himself. So to be able to do that deserves another round of applause because I know that man works hard. Mm-hmm. So he, I celebrate him, Nori. I celebrate you and what you're doing. I think you deserve it. Where I think you effed up. Is to to for any man to believe that if I just go home and bring home my check, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Because this is a collaboration, right? I can't like for instance in in our relationship, I work, you're at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. If I were to say when I get home, you know, what I mean, I expect the the red carpet, the the dinner, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. Uh, fam, there's still stuff to do here. Right, we have decided together on the lifestyle that we're going to live. Yeah, which means in, in everything we are splitting. We are splitting everything, so we are both working on minus the whole paycheck situation. You, you said splitting everything. That that would mean I'm bringing in half of the income, which I'm not right now at the moment. The Lord is still working on her mind, y'all. I'm just so she 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 hasn't caught the revelation yet. Listen, we are splitting everything. So you are making half of the money because I wouldn't be able to make what I make unless things were done here. Come on. So you're making half of the money. Everything is being split. You wouldn't be able to take care of the kids if I wasn't doing what I was doing. Because listen. Okay. So everything is being split. During the day, 
we go our separate ways in order to handle everything. At the end of the day, we come back together and handle it together. So once I walk in the door, it's no longer one parent handling everything is two. There's there's no, well, everybody needs a break. Cool. You go upstairs, you get your 15, you get to 30, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But if you disappear for the rest of the day because you think you've you've done enough during the day. And that's a whole nother conversation. Both whole sides. Topic. Both sides. Some men believe that. And or whoever the bread, I'll say the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. The breadwinner believes that when I walk in the door, I shouldn't have to worry about nothing. Because I've been at work all day, and then the or person who's the been caregiver at home. says, "Oh, I've been at home all day with the kids, and they've been getting on my nerves." Now you're here, take them. And divide and conquer. This is a team effort, and the moment you allow that type of mindset to set in your marriage is the very moment. That you allow a wedge to be driven between you two. And we've had conversations like that before. And I think with that, um, like having the conversation and discussing that particular feeling, no matter what way it comes out, whether, you know, you're in a good mood or not, um, it gives you the opportunity to truly reflect on where your heart is in the moment. And sometimes it's not in the most thoughtful place but even being able to have that dialogue and conversation it allows you to kind of reset if you will which is definitely an awesome thing anytime you're able to reset and and get back together on the same page is good yeah our minds have to always if if we're going to do this marriage right if we're going to last in this marriage and not just us but you two if you're going to last in your relationships you have to have the mindset of we Mm-hmm. It's no longer I or I make this much money or I'm doing this. You are doing this. We This is what we are doing. This right. is what we are accomplishing. This is the direction that we are going in. This is what we have on our plate to accomplish or do or to adjust to yada, yada, yada. We're thinking about buying a new house. We have to tackle that. Ain't up to just me to come up with the down payment. We're coming up with the down payment. What do we have to do to do that? Right. And I think just even the whole concept of what do we have to do? Because, you know, when people don't work, well, I don't have any money. Okay, well, how are you supporting the person who is actually going and getting a paycheck? Like, how are you making that transition of going off to work in the morning or coming home? How are you making that easier? How are you able to maneuver and shift and move things around so that you all are able to creatively think and brainstorm on how you can get this money so you can get this house? Or if if we just focus on the money, like, are you frivolously using the money? Mm, Spending or just budgeting? What are you doing? Are we we working together to use this money to grow? Or are we just kind of putting it there and then... Oh, you, you don't work, or I I do work, and we're just kind of blow. Oh, this is mine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just gonna blow what I got. Right. Right. Are we working together? Because after that money goes into the bank account, it's ours. So what are we doing with that? Right. And if we are truly connected, if we're in covenant, if we're in a relationship, if we're married, your decisions are my decisions. That's facts. So if if you if you messing up, right? There's the the story of the talents in the Bible. If you messing up our talents. If you misproperly using the funds, misappropriating funds. If you're misappropriating the funds that are allotted to this home, right? Now our growth is not at the level that it should be. Our multiplication like of our talents, our multiplication of whatever we have, our growth of what is allowed to come this way is hindered. Mm-hmm. The 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 man with the talents that he just hid, or he 
misproperly used, mm-hmm. it was taken away from them. The same way that if you're not paying attention to your money, if you're not paying attention to the things that come into your house, if you're misusing these things, they will leave you. If yep. you don't tell tidbit, if you don't tell your money where to go, your money will leave you automatically. It will go where it's being told to go. Whoever's calling that money is going to get that money. Those commercials that you always see is calling your money. It's my money and I want it now. Huh? While you're sitting around the them car lots, them, the Burger King, the fast food places, the you grocery stores, the, the malls, all these places are calling your money. And if you're not telling your money where to go, guess who's taking it? Guess who's taking it? Everybody who's calling it. Back to what I'm talking about. If, if y'all ain't working together, uh, y'all destroying each other. Y'all, y'all are melting down. If you're not building, if you're not growing together, you're growing apart. Flat out. It's as simple as that. You're either living, you're creating more life, or you're dying. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, again, I believe that Nori should be saluted. Man, he, is, he has built a wonderful life. He has done a, a, a good job. Mm-hmm. I salute him. I celebrate him for everything that he's done. But again, you can't just say that I would bring in the, the the bread and leave the rest. Fathers, it's not enough to make the money. You have to be a part of your children's life. They need your influence more than they need your funds. And I also want to add, um, because this is another way jealousy could like weave its way all up in there. Like, oh, you get a break. You get the rest. I don't. And you just jealous or mad or upset. Because how this other person is able to get a break, if you will, and you don't. But, um, what, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, never mind. It was a good point, too. But I don't remember what it was. Oh, man, y'all, it was a good point. It was about the guy in the car. You Nori. He was... Yeah. He was bringing money. He wasn't a part of it. He was... I mean, his wife was telling him to be a part of his kid's life. Nope, it's gone. Yeah. All oh, right. well. Maybe yeah. it wasn't for me to share. That, that's a glimpse into my life, people. I have squirrel moments a lot, and then I have, like, mommy brain moments. It's, it hasn't been right since the children. But anywho, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get about a cheer. Hopefully you appreciated the uh, episode. And, again, any questions, comments, you want to let us know what you want us to talk about on the next few episodes, chime in. This is Monet. And this is Travis Miller. And you just listened to another episode of the Becoming Becoming One One Podcast. Podcast. All right, y'all. Peace.